Chargers head coach Brandon Staley has taken a lot of heat for his fourth down decisions, but there's a method to his madness, and he knows that the Chargers must adopt an aggressive mindset if they want to change their losing culture. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now, but we're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And David, today we're talking about a friend of the show, Daniel Popper's article about Brandon Staley and why the Chargers are so aggressive on fourth down and being that aggressive as a rookie head coach with a superstar quarterback. And there is a method to the madness. But at the end of the day, Brandon Staley wants to be done with chargering. He doesn't want to see the Chargers charger anymore. And he's tired of that being a thing. And he knows that the Chargers must change things up. And he did that big time in his first season, but we'll also talk about what that means for Justin Herbert. Also, the fact that analytics are not just about fourth down decisions, right? All of those other numbers and everything they're getting from their data team is also helping the players on the field and teaching them about tendencies and things like that. And also, there's a big process that goes into what the Chargers are doing on fourth down. It always looks like they already know. It's because they do. They have a model. They have a plan. And it's crazy how much goes into it. But David, it starts with the Brandon Staley wanting to change the culture, right? He's saying mindset. I think mindset and culture are kind of the same thing here. But what he says is they need to be fearless. He says there has to be a fearlessness to play in this game. And I wanted to establish that. The history of this team when I got here, it's like someone's going to get hurt. They're going to blow a lead. Something catastrophic is going to happen. There's this charging thing. There's all these external factors that I know in my life. They're all just excuses. Well, David, you couldn't have said it any better because that is what we've known as Charger fans, right? The Chargers will charger. And he's trying to take a step in the right direction, getting as far away from that and finally changing what's been the narrative around this team for so long. Well, speaking of the analytics, Daniel, the Chargers have been in several situations where they've had a 99% probability <laughs> of winning a football game, and they have found fantastic, and I mean just fantastic <laughs> ways to lose football games. And that has been the culture that has been the just anxiety. That's been the feeling as a chargers fan the last several years. It's man, the chargers are up. I feel really good, but they're going to find a way to lose oh, this game. No, they're not going to win. They're, they're, they're not going to win. I know they've dominated all day, but they're going to find a way to lose. Yeah. And that was that mindset that Brandon Staley knew that he had to change. It had to change, and like it hasn't gone away yet, right? I mean, you can't pretend that you're watching the fourth quarter and not still kind of thinking in the back of your mind that something's going to go wrong. It takes time, and it's going to take a lot of winning to change that, but I just love the approach. He's talking about it, right? And if you haven't read Daniel Popper's article, I mean, it's one of the best articles about the Chargers I've ever read, and it's It's getting a praise in all NFL circles, seemingly, all big NFL guys. But like, great job, great insight into Brandon Staley, and I just love – The thought of just, hey, we're not going to play afraid because me and David have talked about it so many times through other Chargers head coaches and the conservatism, right, that really plagued all of them and just the never wanting to take 
the chance. And we always said from day one, we're good with that because we've seen it both ways. I'd yes. rather have an aggressive coach. And that's what Brandon Staley is trying to do. He's trying to find every single advantage possible. And that includes going for it on fourth down. And he did that this year because he said he was going to do it. And then he did it. The Chargers went for 34 fourth downs last year. 31.5% go rate was the highest in the league. Chargers were also tied for fourth in fourth down conversion rate, according to Popper, at 64.7%, making them the only team in the league with a go rate over 25%. They're going for it more than a quarter of the time, and a conversion rate over 60%. And David, it worked. I mean, that's the thing is he was trying to change it, and he was taking the ball into his own hands. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs, but overall, throughout this entire season last year, it definitely helped the team. And he definitely stood by his word as a rookie head coach to have the balls to go out there and keep going for a fourth down after fourth down. And it also just, I think, brought a new level of excitement around the Chargers. And it was embraced from the top all the way down, that aggressive play style. You have that big, strong-arm quarterback that can make all kinds of crazy throws. And you want to put him on the field and showcase him as much as possible. And the Chargers absolutely did that with Brandon Staley last year. And it it just it does take time to, to change that feeling. Yeah. But at least you felt like, they're going to go out there and literally give it everything they got. They're not going to allow the opposing team to dictate how they are going to play the game. And that's one yeah. thing that Brandon Staley said in this as well is, hey, we're going to go in here and we're going to win or lose on our terms. Right. We are going to dictate what we do. And I love that. And I just don't feel yeah. like I have felt that way as a fan of this team in a very, very long time. A hundred percent. Right. And I mean, I think especially with, with the Chargers situation, right, their special teams were terrible. Yeah, Their defense horrible. was really bad. He said, yeah. hey, either I'm going to get back in this game with my offense or I'm going to be with my offense, putting the nail in the coffin. Right. And I'm going to yes. end things with my offense. Right. And take my chances with my offense ending this game in a significant way rather than punt and leave it up to my defense. And I've always loved that from him. And we go back to countless examples of where that's bit other Chargers coaches in the past, right? But at the same time, David, you need the buy-in from the players, right? And that was one of the yeah. other enlightening things from this article is him saying, Brandon Staley talking about his exit interviews with Chargers players after the 2021 season and them saying this to him, don't you ever change? Don't you even think about it? And I think, David, now you're seeing that buy-in with the guys who have returned, obviously, as Dan Popper talked about a little bit, but also being able to sign some of the guys who seem like they're trying to tag along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, and and we're talking about winning type players here, guys that have won Super Champions. Bowl championships, yeah. like J.C. Jackson, like Kyle Van Noy, guys that have been in the league a long time and have been highly productive and Troy had Reader, Sebastian multiple, Joseph Day. multiple suitors. They yeah. had a lot of different options. They could have went somewhere else, made a bunch of money, probably did, made that money tax free, stayed away mm-hmm. from all those crazy taxes in, in California. But they wanted to play for the Chargers. They saw a culture that was changing and trending in the right direction. And they believed in that way of playing football, that aggressiveness, that going out there and the the amount of confidence that that instills in your players. Brandon Staley is saying, I believe in you. I know that you're going to go out here and you're going to convert and we're going to go win this football game. And that's the way I'm going to coach. And that's how I'm going to make the decisions that I make. And it shows and the caliber of players that are showing up to play for him. They believe yeah. it and they're ready to go out there and show it on Sundays. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the main things about Brandon Staley when he first took over, right? One of the reasons I felt really good about him early on, and obviously, you know, we are both big Brandon Staley guys. This oh, isn't yeah. an article that's changing our minds or anything like that. We are, you know, I've already kind of given him our vote of confidence. And we Reinforcing think he's right what we already believed. Totally. But it was the testimonials from players talking about Brandon Staley that really kind of, when I read them, you know, the specific way people talked about him and wanting to play for him and listening to his players, right, and doing what's best for his players, which he's done time and time again with whether it's how they practice, right, or anything else, he's lived up to it. He's created those relationships. He's changing the culture little by little. And no, it's not. It hasn't gone away yet, right? You're still going to get those bad feelings in the fourth quarter when you're up. But maybe it starts to fade a little bit. It right? is. And that's, yeah, and, and I think I think it has a little bit. And a lot of that is because of Brandon Staley. And yes, you can point out all the times it went wrong for the Chargers on fourth down. But there were so many games it won them, right? Yeah. There was games they would not have won unless they were that aggressive on fourth down, unless they continued to, you know, practice what they preach. And Brandon Staley, if there's one thing we know about him, he's practiced what he's preached so far. And it's just great to see that it does seem like that culture is really starting to set in here for the Chargers, right? It does seem like it, it, it is starting to change a little bit. And a lot of that was just, hey, I'm going to put the ball in my quarterback's hand because he's a freak of nature because it also helps when you have Justin Herbert. And those analytics have actually helped Justin Herbert. And Brandon Staley also knew one thing, right? It was that coming into this job, his number one job was to get Justin Herbert, right? To continue his development and to train him. So we're going to talk about how that played a factor in everything because there's one thing that we do know, David, it's that the Chargers need Justin Herbert firing on all cylinders if they want to reach the heights that they're going to reach. But before we get to the golden boy, Justin Herbert, I do need to tell you guys something that I've been very excited about, and it's the Elias Game Plan app. It's almost the start of the NFL season, a.k.a. the best time of the year. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. And that's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app with the most trusted names in sports stats, Elias Sports Bureau. The official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL, and their app lets you access the team and player stats, head-to-head comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. The app is really your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis and betting to build your fantasy team and to impress your friends, and the perfect for the preseason to get the player previews for all of the fantasy players that are going to be the diamonds in the rough that you can find out about before the rest of your friends. So take my advice, download the Elias game plan app today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner. So don't wait, find the Elias game plan app at the app store or the play store today. All right, David. Well, obviously, you know, a lot of things go into the Chargers going forward on fourth down. And I think, one of the biggest parts of that was for Justin Herbert, right, in having the confidence to go for it on these fourth downs. And Brandon Absolutely. Staley knew one thing. He had to get Justin Herbert right. He had a special quarterback, as he said. He had to get his development right. And so far, I mean, he just had, after the best rookie season ever, he just had one of the best second seasons ever of all time as well. And he's been the best quarterback ever through two seasons, right, starting from his rookie year. Yep. But what Brandon Staley said, I think, stuck out to me because what he said is like, I, to instill the confidence in this team, to instill the fearlessness in this team, I have to instill the fearlessness in my quarterback. Because if I don't put my quarterback in there and if I'm out there saying, hey, I know what's going to happen when I put the ball in my quarterback's hands and I want him to know that we trust him with the game on the line, with fourth down coming, 
that he's going to make the play. So before, you know, we can really change the culture, it has to start with Justin Herbert, not only developing him, getting him better with his progressions, right? Working with his footwork and all that stuff, building the confidence in him by showing him, hey, I'm not going to leave this in the hands of Dustin Hopkins, right? Or J.K. Scott now. I'm going to put it in your hands to go make the right play. Absolutely. And it's incredibly important for Brandon Staley to get the buy-in from Justin Herbert because that's the number one guy on the team. That's the figurehead. That's the face of the Chargers organization. So if you want to get that buy-in from your entire team, you need to get that buy-in from Justin first and Justin to go out there and be the poster child for the changing of the culture. Yeah, absolutely. And he said, part of my responsibility is to train him. Part of my responsibility is to get him ready. And I also know that if I take the ball out of his hands, I know what that's going to do as well. But he also said, I know I have a special quarterback. And that's the biggest thing is he has a special quarterback. And it starts with him. The offense is built for him, right? It's the Justin Herbert offense. It's nothing else. And he had to have the confidence as a guy, you know, who is knocked for maybe not being this bravado type of leader. I mean, he has a lot of confidence in him. And I think a lot of that was instilled by Brandon Staley and Brandon Staley's faith in him. But that's not the only thing, David. I also think these moments are going to help Justin Herbert going forward and have already helped Justin Herbert. Just being on the field for so many fourth downs where his head coach decided, I'm going to put the game in your hands on fourth down. I'm going to put this series on your hands, right, or on your shoulders, basically, because he did it all season long. It led to wins. And then when the biggest game of the season happened against the Raiders with your playoff stakes on the line, when it came to fourth down, there was no questioning what was going to happen. Justin Herbert went out there and put down the fourth down, you know, game of a lifetime, right? All of the fourth downs he converted to bring the Chargers back with about eight minutes left down by 15. He converted everything. And yet there were still people talking about the fourth down right earlier in the game that they didn't get. But I do think he doesn't have that performance, literally the best fourth down, fourth quarter performance that I've ever seen, unless he had all those prior experiences that Brandon Steely gave him throughout that season. It's one of the most legendary games that I have seen in my in higher <laughs> watching career, yeah. even in a loss. But Justin Herbert can't go out there and be as cool as a cucumber in all of those super high pressure situations if they didn't put Justin Herbert in those pressure packed situations from game number one right. and said, hey, it's fourth down. The game's on the line. I'm giving the ball to you, and we're about to go win this football game. Yeah. And all of those situations, there's that time-honored time, uh, time saying out there that pressure makes diamonds, and Justin Herbert is definitely turning into a very fine-cut diamond because of all of those pressure situations that you've been put in. What makes you better at executing in those stressful situations? Having experiences that have you've already been in and you've yeah. already executed beforehand so that when they come up again, you already know that you can go out there and get it done. So when the chargers do get to the playoffs and they, and the pressure is on 11, Justin Herbert has already been prepared and has been ready because he's already been in those situations where it's do or die. hundred percent. And Brian Staley said that for him to grow and to be as good as he's going to be to get the absolute most out of him. He's saying, he needs to be in these pressure-packed moments, whether he throws it or not, it's not the point. If the ball is in his hands, it's in our hands as a team, and that's where it all started for me, Staley said. But yes, I mean, that's what it is, right? And he, they did it in the first game. It wasn't even the fourth downs that stuck out to me last year when it was against the Washington Commanders. It was, hey, well, there's a third and five. We're not going to run the ball just to keep the clock running, right? I'm going to yeah. put my the hands in the, the ball in the hands of Justin Herman. I'm going to let him throw it to Mike Williams for a third-down conversion. 
I'm going to let him throw it to Keenan Allen with a third down conversion when a field goal would have done fine, right? And they still ended up putting it in Justin Herbert's hands. Justin Herbert's hands from that first game. But <clears throat> one of the most other interesting things to me, David, was the fact that it's not just about the fourth downs, right? The analytics, because as Brandon Staley talked about, like, hey, analytics is kind of like a, a bad word around all these old football heads. You know, yeah. It just has a certain connotation to it. But really, you're just trying to arm your players with as much information as possible. And how could that ever be a bad thing? And the thing that he brings up with it is he says, when I tell JC Jackson, the wide receiver catches 90% of his passes outside the numbers, that math should matter to him. When I tell Justin Herbert that over 70% of third and four to six, they pressure, that should matter to him. The math should matter to them. Doesn't mean that on those four to six, it can't go, it can't be pressure or vice versa. It's all part of the calculation. And I think that's a great point to bring up, David, because it's like, Everyone, you know, thinks, oh, analytics are getting Brandon Staley in trouble. But it's like he's also using these analytics and a new analytics department, basically, that he built when he took over to give all these players all the information that they need to get absolutely the most out of him that they can. Hey, having knowledge is power. I, I, I seem like I say that every day at work, but you make better informed decisions when you have as much information yeah. at your disposal that you can gather. So that's just smart. That's arming your players with those situations and the the, you know, the analytics is just helping them make better decisions and play faster in those moments. It's great. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it is. And I think that that is such a big part of it, right? I mean, next-gen next gen stats, I mean, everything that PFF has as far as all the stats that they use, you know, all of that stuff comes into play. Like things like EPA, right? Like mm -hmm. the expected points added for what normal teams would do in that situation like the chargers changed the numbers on that so positively that daniel popper says they finished third in fourth down efficiency even with a terrible punting unit that only comes out on fourth down right and a very average field goal unit because it was tristan viscaino for half of the year they still finished third because they decided they were going to do things differently because they were deciding they were going to go more with the numbers and also you know do what's going to give the team the best chance to win in a win probability model, which they come up with before the game, which is a big part of how they get there. Because it's not just Brandon Staley going for it. Having Justin Herbert is a great reason to go for it, right? It's also about what do the numbers say to do? How much am I going to, you know, add to my win probability if I do this? If, you know, and that's what the Chargers have set out to do. And it just didn't seem like they were ever really doing that before. But the amount of things that go into these even before the games, David, and how the Chargers have streamlined the communication to get it as efficient as possible when the game time comes. So nobody's scrambling when that moment does come and the pressure is on. It's incredible. And we're going to talk about some of the things that go into it, what the process is that makes Brandon Steely decide to go for these fourth downs. Because, I mean, it was definitely more than I thought. You think analytics, you don't often think, of all the things that they're putting into it and the people that they've hired just to really add to that, right? But before we get back to the king of fourth down, Brandon Staley, I would have to tell you guys that I bet he's going to be just as aggressive in 2022, but I place all my bets with betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, esports and even golf but let's be real guys it's nfl season it's the best time to bet on anything and i love bet online because they have the most creative and fun props to do and they have a lot of nfl future bets going on right now in team future bets if you want to place any bets on the chargers get in on it now and head online to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening today at bet online 
where the game starts. All right, David. Well, time to get back into Daniel Popper's incredible article about Brandon Staley. And it was so cool to see what goes into it, right? Because, I mean, you see the coach on the sideline. You see the confidence he has in his players. You know that they're the most aggressive team in the NFL on fourth down. But even I was a little bit surprised about how they got there, right? In the system that they created to kind of take some of the decisions out of their hands to some point, but to still let it come down to brain and stealing instincts at the end of the day, because it is all a lot of numbers, David, and a lot of stuff that goes into it. But the Chargers created the yes and less system. And basically it is, if the Chargers can get to third and four or fewer, and they're at the 40-yard line going in, they're going to know before third down is even called if they're in enough space that they're going to go for it either way. If it makes it green in their lexicon, as Brandon Staley put it, it's a very fine-tuned method to where they're always planning to go for it. And that's the cool thing about it is they're always planning to go for it unless Brandon Staley says otherwise. Well, yeah, it's just, it, you know, most people's decision-making is yes or no, right? You know, you don't go into it just already kind of knowing what your answer is going right. to be, just given, you know, the the different situations that are, are in, you know, factoring in making that decision. But, you know, there's a lot of things that go into making that decision. Uh, you know, one of the things from, from the article is the models include a myriad of factors like score, time of the game, down, distance, weather conditions, adjusted point spread, injury reports, histories, opposing quarterback, home or road. There's a lot of different things that go into making these decisions, even you know, if Brandon Staley wants to be aggressive one game or be more conservative one game, all of those things are already going to be worked out and kind of modeled beforehand so that when they get into those situations, they can go out there and make those decisions quickly. Yeah, and Brandon Staley is a king of coming through in the collection. I'm a king of making a loud noise like three podcasts in a row where I randomly <laughs> just drop something and have something bang. Apologies for that. But yes, I mean... It is crazy, all the stuff. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of all those things either. I mean, they even talked about more the team-specific and the game-specific models that they have. They do based on how conservative or aggressive they're going to be, and they have the opposing quarterback metrics, the injury reports. All I mean, all of that stuff is crazy. The win probabilities that they use for it, it's just crazy that so much goes into it, right? And it, that's the first thing we talked about, right? Being prepared. And you know when these Chargers are going for it, it's not a willy-nilly thing. It's not just Brandon Staley's instinct. He might call the co-red and say, hey, this isn't the right moment for it because a fourth down against the Raiders the last game of the season isn't necessarily the same as a fourth down against the Jaguars in week three. Everything's different. Who you're going up against different makes a difference. If it's Patrick Mahomes over there, right, David? That makes a difference in how you're calling the game late and what you're going to want to do in the Chargers seemed like they were going with that, especially against guys like Patrick Mahomes, where it's like they're going to be a little bit more aggressive because they need to. Because when you have a, a league that's full of good teams and two good teams are going at it, the margin for error is so small that you really don't have anything right that you can. There's such a little thing is probably going to decide the game. So when you can find these little advantages, right, David, in the margins, that means something. And when the Chargers are doing this, it is all of those factors. And it's just math, right? Because the yeah. Chargers are trying to raise their win probability. All of these are about making their win probability models. And Brandon Staley knows exactly how much each of these plays that they're going for is either going to decrease or in increase what the percentage is that they win. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're tr like I said, they're trying to gather all of this information and use that to make the best informed decision. But they're also 
not discounting instincts and how the flow of the game and the feel of the game is going on. And he says, Hey, your instincts aren't better than everybody on earth. You know, do I think a big reason about why I became the coach of the chargers is because of my instincts? Yes, but I would be a basically, you know, paraphrasing here. I would be a fool if I didn't gather as much information as possible to make the best decisions for myself, but it's not all, it's not all analytics and it's not all instincts. It's a combination of the both. Yeah, exactly. It has to be feel too. And I think like even that play right against the Raiders, that fourth down, as Dana Power puts in this article, like everything said to go for it, right? Everything said that you should go for it. Their win expectancy went up by 3% just by them go for it. But he also talked about, hey, you also have to know that there could be a letdown, right? As well. And as Brandon said, talked about in that game, there was a letdown from their offense the next two series in that game. They went three and out. So either way, it's going to have an effect. And I think it's just cool that he has the perspective on that where it's like he he's willing to have it go both ways. Right. He knows that if he if it works out, you know, he's going to be a genius. And if it doesn't, he's going to get shamed by and he, you know, talked about, you know, how much everyone talked about after the season. He got all that heat. And then it was like, why did he call the timeout? And it was so nice to hear Rich Passaccia, the Raiders interim head coach last year, come out and say, yeah, we were never going to take a knee. Everyone was out there saying, hey, we were going to run the clock out. We were going to take a knee. We are going to take the tie. Absolutely no one actually (laughs) knew that happened, and it didn't happen, according to the Raiders head coach at the time. They were going for a win. The Chargers just couldn't stop the play, and that's different, right? But it does seem like, really, David, I mean, last season, it was such a flawed roster. Maybe we had misconceived notions going into the season. We thought the team was going to be better than they were. But what I'm seeing now, especially in retrospect, is like, Brandon Steely went balls to the wall knowing that he didn't have the right players for his system, right? Knowing yeah. that he had a struggling special teams unit that he's basically trying to start from the ground up again. And his aggressive decision-making, right? Him using the win probabilities and had the win expectancy and trying to get everything out of fourth down and being willing to take the shame as a rookie head coach that comes along with when it doesn't go wrong. I mean, that's incredible to see someone do that in their first year. Right. Well, it's one it's one thing to say, hey, live by the sword, die by the sword. It's another thing entirely to be able to put up with the scrutiny when things go wrong. It's always awesome when you you make those ballsy decisions and they work out and then you get things coming out like fourth and Staley and then (laughs) Staley's got gigantic balls. You know, those are all great things and make you feel great. But like I said, you have to be able to deal with it when it works and when it doesn't work. And Brandon Staley has the confidence to be able to say, hey, these were well thought out decisions. These were uh, decisions made with great information. So I don't feel bad about how things went out. There was a lot of uh, a lot of, um, you know, thought, pro- a lot of heavy thought process a lot of thought went that into, go it, sure. into making those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is about this, David, is like it still has to work out, right? Like, oh, I yeah. mean, the Chargers had a really good percentage. Maybe that regresses on fourth down a little bit. Maybe they play it a lot more differently because they feel better about their special teams, you know, or they feel yeah. much better about their defense. That we have to wait and see the evolution, right? Because Brandon Staley's had one season as a head coach. We haven't seen how he's evolved, how he's learned from his first year of being a head coach. We've seen a little bit in practice with some things changing up a little bit. But we haven't really got to see how that's going to affect him and his play style going into his second season. But the one thing you know, and I think the thing I love about it, David, is like he's going to go for it. He's going to be yeah. aggressive. He's always going to lean on the side of aggression. And I think even though a lot of people blame the Chargers last season for him and his dumb decisions on fourth down, I don't even think they're close to the playoffs if they don't have that. Right. But if they don't end up going for all this. Well, you look at that team last year, Daniel, and you say, okay, I have a bottom five defense. I have a bottom five special teams unit, but I have a top five offense. 
So, of course, I want my offense. I want my best right. unit on the field as much as possible because that is what's going to increase my chances of winning football games. Yeah. Justin Herbert and the offense was one of the best in the league. Those other two units were not very good. So, of course, I want my offense and Justin Herbert out there as much as I possibly can. And that's what he did. And that is like most of the things that led to the Chargers charging were them punting and giving up a lead, right? With them blowing something, right? And not putting enough of an emphasis on not turning the ball over or how they're going to do things in clutch moments. One is one thing that we knew the last couple of years with Anthony Lynn that absolutely played a factor in him getting fired was how the Chargers were ending some of these games, like the disorganization, the miscommunication we yeah, had to hear about. The game in-game decisions, yeah. Yeah, but how many times did we hear miscommunication as an excuse after a uh, game, right? It's like, that's not a problem with many. Brandon Staley, and it's starting you know, to really show with this team. But for me, it's like, I'm a believer in Brandon Staley, and it might not work out. He's going to be aggressive, and it might end up not, you know, leading to something bad because he knows you have to be able to live with both sides of it. I think the Chargers are in a better position this year, so they're not going to find themselves in so many do-or-die fourth-down situations potentially or trying to catch up from a two-touchdown deficit. I don't necessarily see that's happening. But I love that the Chargers have the coach that's going to go for it. He's not going to sit back. He's going to go for the win. If he's down two scores late in the third quarter, he's not going to punt it. He's going to try to go for it then and try to gain back some of that momentum. And he might swing and miss, and he might flame out. But David, to me, it just seems like this dude's going to figure it out. And I think that's what inspires me with confidence. And I think that's what inspires his players with confidence to go out there and perform in those moments and leading them to being the best fourth DM team in the NFL last season. And I think that's just really cool. So shout out to Pop for bringing this article to light because that was great to get the insights of Brandon Steele, who is definitely a mad genius. He's a freak of nature, right? And it's just He's a little boy genius, and I mean, it. it I, I'm fully bought in. I mean, I am oh, yeah. fully sold on Brand Steely with no playoff appearances, even with Justin Herbert as his quarterback, you know, a superstar MVP level type of a dude. But that is going to wrap things up today. If you guys haven't subscribed to The Athletic, I would highly recommend it to get things like this. Daniel Popper, once again, friend of the show. We'll have to have him on to talk about this. But tomorrow, we're talking joint practices between the Chargers and the Cowboys, and everyone has a Cowboys fan friend that they hate, and things are going to get a little bit heated, and we're going to be here to recap the first day of that Chargers-Cowboys practice with whatever comes out of Chargers training camp tomorrow. I hope to see it. I hope there's video. I want every single part of it because this is the tune-up before the season. Preseason be damned. This is when Justin Herbert's going to go up against a really good defense and really good players. This is the closest thing we get, and we'll be back here to talk with you guys about it. To make sure you don't miss it, though, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. If you guys have a fantasy league coming up, I know your second listen, and it has to be Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual fantasy experts of any Iyer who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle that gives you moves that no one else has. And everyone loves moves that no one else has in fantasy football season. But we post the show every day to all of our social media as well. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. And his DMs are always open. You can also find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC where we post the show every day. You can find us at Lockdown Chargers on Instagram and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to call into the show, you can do that at 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. That's going to do it for us today. Brandon Staley, the king of fourth downs. But tomorrow we're talking Chargers, Cowboys, joint practice. So make sure you're back here with us then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.